Well, I was talking to my brother, and he is confused by the cold open sometimes. Oh, really? He's like, yeah, did I... He'll be, like, listening to an episode, and he'll be like, did I miss something? Oh. Yeah. See, I would always think that the cold open was obvious, because we were talking about, like, usually nothing. Yeah. Or something that has nothing to do with anything that we normally talk about. You mean like this cold open about cold opens? Basically. Bam, look at that. Cold open. Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse, now in podcast form. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And we're going to be taking you on another adventure with our favorite team of multidimensional hopping heroes. Except for maybe the uh, Spider-Verse team. Yeah. I mean... They're pretty great so far. They have Spider-Gwen, they have Spider-Man Noir, they have... Uh, well, they're being written. He's being written correctly. Yeah. Well, and they've got uh, Aranya. Yes. Spider-Girl. Spider-Man Noir has been a topic of discussion at my comic shop, because they're not writing him the way he's supposed to be written. Which is? Well, I mean, he, I mean, he like, is more closer to Peter Parker, both, like, more of an edgier thing, where this one, they're kind of going for, like, the stereotypical, like, 1920s attitude. Yeah, like see, his, I'm like, gonna wake you up, see? Exactly, like, his borderline racism, like, all the time, and just being, like, completely, like, a dick. It was just like, that's not how he was in the original series. Yeah, I mean, he was sort of an outsider if I... Well, actually, I don't think I've ever read that. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, uh, he, he, along with other few characters, have... Been getting more popular recently. Yes. Yeah, uh, so this week we're going to be covering Exiles 12 through 15, which uh, the first two issues are by Judd Winnick with Mike McCone and Jim Calafiore on pencils, John Holdridge and Eric Cannon on inks, Transparency Digital on colors, and Paul Tritone on the letters. And it is called... What's it called, Luke? Another Rooster in the Hen House. Bam. Because as we uh, show up on Earth 2600, uh, we get a sort of opening monologue. They go from world to world to right wrongs. They reset time and attempt to bring balance to the multiverse. It is a hard life. 
The choices they are forced to make are difficult. They have been compelled to fight one-time allies, hurt people they feel like they know, and even kill. They are told there is no alternative. If they wish to correct the flow of time itself, if they wish to return to their own lives, they must first prevail. They are Weapon X. It's like, oh, whoa, this is not the X-Men at all. This is that team we saw back a few episodes ago. With Alpha Flight. In Canada. And uh, let's go over who Weapon X are. We got Sabretooth from the Age of Apocalypse. We got the Spider, who is still Peter Parker, though he's kind of given off more of a carnage-looking suit. Yeah, it's very simple, except for some black lines that make up a spider. Uh, we have Aurora Monroe Storm, who is not really regal. Looks like she sort of kept with her thieving days yes. in Egypt. We got the Vision. He looks pretty much like the Vision. Oh, no, he's got weird shoulder pads, and I guess this is a Vision where he didn't turn on Ultron, yeah. maybe. Uh, we have Jen Walters, the Hulk, instead of the She-Hulk, which is pretty much Jen Walters in a purple unitard, and she's got a uh, Mafia, or Maggie, a symbol tattoo on her shoulder. Yep. And then we got Deadpool. Who immediately talks about diapers, and it's like, ah... Why Deadpool? Why? Yep. And we found out that they've been operating on a team just like the Exiles, except they generally have to do worse things. Like uh, the Spider talks about on the last mission, he had to kill 50 Morlocks while they were asleep. That's and true. And so they deserve better. And everyone else is kind of like, yeah, no they didn't. Mm-hmm. And they've also lost a lot... Or they've also lost more member. Uh, they've also lost more members. Like they mentioned, Kane, who we had seen in the uh, Canada appearance, which I'm fine with. He yeah. apparently got killed by a Submariner, and uh, they also lost a version of Matt Murdock, which is sad because who doesn't love an evil Matt, Mur Matt Murdock? Spider Gwen and Jason Latour do. Oh, well, don't you mean don't? No, Jason Latour loves him. Spider Gwen, I guess he yeah, doesn't. Mm-hmm. But uh, we show up, with, er, but all of a sudden the normal Exiles appear. And who are our Exiles members? Well, we got Sunspot, or no. Uh, Sunfire. Oh, Sunfire. Mariko Yoshida. Got Morph. We got Blink. We got Nocturne. Mimic. And now we kind of have Wendigo. Who is our newest member. Yeah. Well, she goes by Sasquatch. Yeah. Because she's not a Wendigo, really. Yeah. And uh, they see this other team, and everyone is like, what? Until Blink and uh, Sabretooth see each other. Mr. Creed. Clarice. Then there's a hug and some laughter. Mm-hmm. Because, uh... They're both it, in the same universe. Yeah, the Age of Apocalypse, where Sabretooth pretty much raised Blink to survive. Yeah. And so the teams are sort of trying to figure out what's going on. It's kind of a little party. And they aren't really sure what the situation is. Uh, but they're talking it out. We also get to find out Sasquatch is not actually uh, the uh, Heather... Or is not permanently a Sasquatch. Well, I thought uh, the normal Sasquatch on Alpha Flight could transform. I don't know. I don't read Alpha Flight. Yeah, Alpha Flight. 
but, but it's not the one that they know. Yeah, it's instead a black female, well, a black version of Heather Hudson, who's normally married to uh, a Vindicator, who's on uh, Alpha Flight. He's the guy with the big maple leaf on his outfit. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, here she's a uh, black scientist, and she's a interesting character. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like the segment going to talk to her. Yeah, this is one of the uh, weirder runs. We also learned that uh, Nocturne, who was pregnant last time we saw her, her baby disappeared into the time stream. Yeah. It's... I don't know, part of me kind of thought that kind of sort of made sense, it's... but... It's a bit magical abortion, in a way. It's like the opposite of a magical pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I mean, because, well, I kind of took it as it was, I'm assuming that Proudstar is dead. Because he's not going on to complete the missions, and if it's too long, then he will be erased from time. Mm -hmm. So therefore, kind of, they could never have met and had the baby. No, I I disagree with your theory. Well, they talk about it a bit more. and no, she, oh, Well, I? I guess she lost it, lost it like it died, but it's... it's it's something where... It's like, why are you bringing this up if you're just going yeah, to kind of like scoot it under the rug later for no yeah, reason? Yeah, like if I recall, it never really comes back all that much. It She doesn't really have remorse over it, so it's more of a... Yeah, I probably shouldn't have made her pregnant so she'd be a single mother hopping between and dealing with mother stuff, which I was sort of fond with because like the point where I stopped watching Angel, like the Buffy spinoff show, uh -huh. was the point where they introduced a baby because I hate whenever babies get introduced to TV shows. Yep. It's rarely good. Well, it's why, what's it called? It's why I totally respected Robert Kirkman for why they killed off the baby in the actual comic and not the TV show. Because he was just like, if we kept the baby alive, it would just be a damn book about people trying to keep this baby alive. And that is boring as hell. And Walking Dead, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, so the morph gets to talk to Sasquatch a bit, and uh, she's talking about how she really doesn't like how ruthless uh, Weapon X seems to be. And basically, in every universe that she's been to, and like on all the worlds that the characters know, except for Blink, Sabretooth is the worst person. Except for right now. Mm -hmm. He's been accessed. That's not kind of good. Well, we got Secret Wars. Until Secret Wars is done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, no, he's going to be part of the new team that's essentially Uncanny X Force, right? Yeah, no one knows. But yeah, uh, so we finally get a explanation of this world as uh, Blink and Sabretooth get information. And do you want to go over the Mutant Registration Act? Yeah, I mean, basically, it was done with all the Sentinels. Basically, it was it's what leads to the movie Days of Future Past, if any of you saw that. Basically, it's all mutants are basically illegal. And are basically rounded up into prison internment camps. Mm -hmm. Guarded over by super evil sentinels that will kill you if you try to escape. And normally in 616 continuity, this is this sort of scenario where Rachel Summers and uh, Forge come back from. Yeah. And unlike uh, a universe where Rachel Summers came back from the future, or I guess this could be the sort of universe she comes back from... Uh, she had a son with Franklin Richards, the son of, uh, Reed Richards and Sue Richards, and Franklin Richards in normal continuity is 
the strongest mutant alive. Yeah. He can essentially change reality. He can undo what gods have created. Yeah. And Rachel Summers is strong enough to possess the Phoenix Force, which is another godlike entity. And in this universe, Rachel and Franklin ended up having a kid named David. And the Talos Bisco says David will become the most powerful being person ever. ever. Yeah. Yeah. So if you need to free him. Yeah. So you need to free him. Mm-hmm. And the team have to fight an army of Sentinels, and this is like a fantastic team to do that because you've got heavy hitters, you've got tacticians, and You got everything. Yeah, breaking through is easy enough. But like they finally do get through the Sentinels. And they find all these kids are essentially being kept in Holocaust camps. Yes. And Vision is... uh, Vision, like, finds them, Blink teleports them out. And all the kids are freed. But then the mission updates. Yep. Because J.K. Smile, guys. He's actually going to get be evil. Yeah. You guys need to murk him. The, uh... As a weapon X gets. Yeah, well, uh, Blink also gets told that, but she doesn't want to tell the team because they've been talking, oh, their team is evil, they kill all the time, and Blink's like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. Because it's like, the one time that we've really seen them kill was Professor X, who... A.K.A. their first mission. ...was going to murder everybody. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying yeah, but it was just like, to me, it was just like, they're just like so focused on the, oh, we don't kill ever, I'm just like, eh, which kind of do. Mm-hmm. If you need to. Yeah, and uh, what's essentially going to happen, we get it more clarified, is David is going to free the world, but because he grew up in this horrible world, he's going to then enslave it, and he's going to pretty much destroy the world, so they have to kill him before he becomes that. Of course he is. (sighs) And then, yeah, they kind of whisper it around, but bam, Vision overhears, because Vision can hear everything, because he's a robot. Except he's a robot who's not obsessed with crying in this universe. It's true. And so the two teams come to blows, and Blink just ends up blinking them halfway across the world, uh, the exiles, along with Sabretooth, because Sabretooth really is also not too keen on killing the kid. Even though he just absolutely just snaps Deadpool's neck just for the hell of it. Yeah, it's Deadpool. He'll be back. See, that was the thing. They made it seem like he wasn't, so it made it seem like he doesn't have healing factor. This was Deadpool before he was Deadpool. Well, that's true. Like, you know, how Wolverine used to, if you killed him, he would actually stay down for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Deadpool did stay down for a bit. He's mm-hmm. like out for like an hour. Yeah. And so... I don't know. The way they're talking, it makes it seem like they actually killed killed him. Yeah. And so the Time Broker steps back in. You remember the Time Breaker? He's essentially their team manager. The time broker is really not happy, and he's just like, guys, I may be an embodiment of all of your consciousnesses put together, but stop being dicks. Kill the kid. We put you on a team with these asshole people because we thought this was going to be a big thing, and you're making it even bigger. Which is weird. I mean, I get that they had a bunch of them, but it's like, I feel like Weapon X could have handled it by themselves. Yeah, it... Just based off the power, the heavy hitters. I mean, she. I mean, having um, Jen Walters there alone, mm-hmm. well, she could smash her way through most of and them. And like Sabretooth, 
Yeah, but, Sabretooth. Uh, well, and even Vision could have just, like, teleported all the way through, well, killed the, thing, the yeah, kid. Yeah, he could just phase through them, yeah. Yeah, well... And then, like, since I'm curious, since Jen Walters is just Hulk, does she have more of the Hulk-like powers where she could be even more strong, powerful? Or I think she just comes from a world where Hulk-Hulk was never really a thing. Or dead. Yep. Yeah. Well, I've been curious only because that's just another thing of, like, oh, I guess, like, the superhero origin is more of, she gets the blood transfusion is how she becomes Hulk-Hulk, or She-Hulk, so... Uh, yeah, Any, Bruce. Yeah. anyways, uh, Weapon X ends up tracking them down. Deadpool has been replaced by uh, Iron Man on steroids, as they call him. And Basically, he's in a kind of a Hulkbuster-ish looking suit. Uh, not quite very, that big. No, much. it's a 90s Iron oh, Man power suit. I mean, Hulkbuster is now a very specific thing in everyone's mind because of mm -hmm. the movie Hulkbuster. Oh, no, no, it did actually look like that for a while, too. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Exiles and Sabretooth go into fight while uh, Blink is taking the kids away. We get a nice fastball special moment. Yes. And the teams are just going at it. And the fight's uh, pretty even for the most part. Mm -hmm. flip them, flip them, flip them, Keep flip having them. fights. And then bam! Sentinel show up! Mm -hmm. Vision's dead. Yeah. Uh, and so they're all of a sudden trying to take out and run away from the Sentinels like, again. Oh shit, it's the cops moment. Yeah. And, uh, so the team evacs again. Though she actually t is nice and takes Weapon X with them. Mm-hmm. And... Which I was kind of just actually waiting for her, just kind of leaving for dead. No, she, she... They want to be better than them. But, like, uh, Morph is there sitting on the evil version of, uh, Iron Man... Please let me up. No. Please. <laughs> well, he says, please push my reboot button. It's under my left arm. Put, nope. Please. Uh, Blink thinks that since Sabretooth did such a good job raising her in a post-apocalyptic world and she turned out all right, then maybe if he stayed here and raised David and prevented him from turning into an asshole, that might be enough to save the universe without having yeah. to kill the kid. And... They're happy with it. Uh, well, the Time Broker is happy with it. And so Link says her goodbyes to Sabretooth as she teleports away. With Sabretooth promising to find her sometime in the future. The oh. end. Next, we have I Cover the Waterfront. Now, how do you feel about Namor? I like Namor. I like Namor, too. I think he gets a super bad rap. He has super bad rap recently. For what? In uh, New Avengers. Oh. Well... Because everyone's shitting on him. He... Because everyone's been going pro-T'Challa and anti-Namor. I'm just like, technically Namor's kind of in the right. Yeah, I mean, Namor usually... He's a dick, but he's right. But most people don't want to deal with his dickery. Yeah. And there was the war that was going between, between Wakanda and Atlantis. That, there was lots of bad things there, mm -hmm. but... I think we've seen a lot of the times in universes without Reed Richards' interference or without... Uh, Doctor Doom's interference. They're like Namor and Doom generally become much better people. Yeah. So Reed Richards is the failure for everything. Mm -hmm. Is the reason why everything fails in the universe. Pretty much. And uh, yeah, we start off on Earth one zero one six one thousand sixteen, 
and these issues are by Judd Winnick, Mike McCone is on art, John Holdridge and John Livesey are on inks, Transparency Digital is on colors, and, and Paul Tatrone is on letters again. Uh, we come to a world where... Uh, There's basically just a war between Atlantis and Liberia. Yeah, which... Throw down between the two super dictators. Doom and Namor, which... He's got a weird-looking face in this series. Yeah, it's like his mask doesn't fully cover his face. And there's, like, weird, like, burn marks are kind of underneath. Or, like, With, flesh, yeah. I, I think this was one of the periods where they weren't sure if Doom only had, like, a small scar on his face or what. I think we didn't really know that for sure until Secret Wars number three. Well, no, uh, he got cursed with his, uh, with a actually, like, messed up face at the end of, uh, the FF run, the, uh, all red one that Fraction started off, because, uh, he tried to, uh, fundamentally destroy the universe, and so the Watcher, I believe, was cursed him. Oh, well, good for him. It was a good story. And... Basically, everyone's just throwing a hissy fit because they have to help Dr. Doom. And Doom stole like, Thor's I hammer. I hate Doom. Doom's yeah. a dick. Meh, meh, meh. I don't want to help him fight Namor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Namor has uh, lured the Ladvarian troops into a trap where like three quarters of them are in a force field where they can't really escape. And yep. Doom also has developed a weapon that uh, can basically make the uh, air in Latveria, uh, Im- impossible to breathe for everyone except for the Atlanteans. Or, well, uh, and there's a device that Doom has that makes it possible for the Atlanteans to breathe in Latveria. Big difference there. Yes. And so they need someone to free the troops and someone to storm the castle. And so Mimic volunteers to go in and storm the castle because he's pretty much a one-man wrecking crew, and we get to that's true see the world. It's and uh, mimic his world is Earth twelve, and it's a world where mutants were not persecuted or subject to prejudice, and so all the heroes sort of get to this point of celebrity and reverence. Including the Hulk, who gets to be on Newstime magazine. I love Newstime magazine. It's all of the, uh... all the news at the time you want it. Mm-hmm. Basically, it just kind of gives off his thing about how yeah. he got his powers. He's following the original X-Men around, because his whole thing is he's a mutant, but it's, he doesn't have, like, the obvious power. Yeah, he has to absorb powers with when he's in within, within range. And, and so he, he feels their powers, and he starts following them around to absorb. Uh, he joins the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yep. And he had an asshole for a father, which they threw in, which at this point in this game, guys, it's like, so did every superhero. Pretty much. Most of them. Most of them. And... Or they're dead. Yeah. And so, obviously, the X-Men are able to stop him and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and so Professor X comes to invite him to the team, and... He accepts. Yeah. Which... Is Which a, at the same time, it was just like, ah, oh, watching him absorb just the original X-Men's powers and also being on the Brotherhood, it was like, dude, you could have gotten so many better powers off the Brotherhood. To well, com- combine with your original X-Men. Well, what combination would you have gone with? Okay, well basically, I would have definitely kept Angel's Wings for flight. Mm-hmm. I would have kept Jean Grey's telekinesis. Mm-hmm. 
But, I mean, the big things I would have taken, Quicksilver Super Speed. Yeah. Was the big one. At this time, I guess we didn't really know completely what Wanda's skill set was. Yeah. If was, we did, definitely Wanda's skill set. It was context awareness. Yes. Um, and I, would, I don't know. I'd probably take, like, the Blob. Or, no, I would still take Cyclops. Uh, Optic bees. Blast. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it'd be a toss-up toss depending. Well, you only get five. Yeah. Didn't I say four? Oh, you had uh, Quicksilver, Wanda. Well, Wanda says we don't know what it is, though. Oh, okay. Because so, I would take Wanda out since we didn't know what her skill set completely was at the time. Okay. So, oh, I know. It's post-90s. Never mind. Yeah, Wanda's powers, too. Okay, so Quicksilver, Wanda, uh, Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Angel. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. I mean, if you have Jean Grey's powers advanced where she can pretty much uh t- telepathy herself around yeah uh that would be and I mean, if you had that i mean with i mean if you had the super speed with wanda's powers combining mm-hmm. that basically just think about how great like his super speed would boost the other powers mm-hmm. he could fly at such a much quicker rate but uh anyways uh uh, Mimic does join up with the X-Men, and for a while he's sort of the outsider, but the other X-Men invite him in, and they get to know him, and because he is on a team that's willing to accept him, he becomes this vital member of the team, and he really does miss the world that he came from. He owned a chain of record stores. He you wrote a book. hmm He and, uh, Do Warren what? Worth- what? Do I think what? Oh. Do you think he would have had Taylor Swift's newest album? Probably. It's a great album, people. I did just buy it on vinyl today. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and Warren Worthington Angel have a charity, and so like, it's trying to sum up that he was a person who had all of these great things happen to him. And, and it looks like he's getting drunk with both Wolverine and Beast, so all three of them can sing karaoke. The great sequels to the last karaoke singing that we had. Uh, what song do you think they would have done? Do you think Wild Thing would have been... Oh, that would have been a good one. Uh, I mean, they could still do, uh, I was a redheaded woman. <laughs> Since we also know that Hank was also in love with Jean Grey. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone was goddamn in love with Jean Grey. Yeah. But, uh, now really all that Mimic sees that he has in his life is blank. And he, he isn't really sure if he loves her, but he likes the... Which to me was just like, well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, you've been going out for like how long now? Not that long. Yeah, but it's also like you can't really shit in your life going down too. Yeah, and so he's going through with his uh, Colossus powers and Wolverine powers and running across evil Doombots because uh, all the because Namor yeah because Namor got him to start targeting not his people. Mm -hmm. And so we cut back uh, as uh, Calvin is still breaking through everything with his Wolverine powers and uh, Cyclops powers and Colossus powers. And, and it keeps on going and going yeah, and going. Yeah, it, He's just murking everything. And then everyone else on the team's trying to fight off all of Namor's army, and they're getting their asses handed to him because they were told it was a small battalion. When, in fact, it was a huge-ass battalion. Because and Doom lies. It was just kind of... I, I mean, like, I get you, Dr. Doom, with your arrogance and stuff, but it's just like... You're gonna guys are like all gonna get screwed. Like you guys would have like totally handled this differently. Yeah. And I was like, don't you want to succeed, Doom? Because you're gonna get your ass kicked if you don't. Doom tells you what you need to believe you can succeed. That's true. And uh, 
We cut back to Mimic, who's running to Namor. And Namor's flying again. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, because he's got his, uh... He's got boots on, but they don't cover up his wings on his feet. That's because he probably has, like, little holes that he cuts into him. Yeah, but it's still weird. It is weird. But, uh... Namor they... doesn't need boots. But the yeah. 90s Namor needed boots. Mm-hmm. Native leather. Are they shiny, shiny? Probably. And muscles and bulging. Look at that weird smile he's giving. (laughs) Ugh. Ugh. That'll be going up on some page if we ever make one. Yeah, we... we, uh, Maybe after space I'll get that Patreon set up. Yeah. But yeah, uh... Mimic breaks into the whole area... Or breaks into the area that's able to make the, the Atlanteans able to breathe on the atmosphere... And the machine starts exploding, and as the room bursts into a flaming salvo, Mimic is just beating the heck out of Namor in there. I just assumed that Namor evaporated, basically. Mm -hmm. But because of a massive explosion, uh, when he does get out, with the uh, librarians having captured Atlantis, he's on fire and... Very hot. Yeah, and he's... Well, he's always very hot. He's also (laughs) just feeling very reclusive and alone and sort of angry because he's starting to feel he's lost so much, and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I can understand that to a point. To a point, yeah. Mm -hmm. Though at the same time, I didn't understand. He's just like, I can't be touched or whatever for an hour because I'm kind of on fire. I'm like... Didn't Atlantis just invade? Isn't there an ocean you could, like, jump in and kind of cool the hell down? Yeah, but at that point, it might be a really bad thing to do. Because you, like, might literally explode. Or or warp the metal, (laughs) and it's all disfigured. Yep. Oh, you don't. Love me now, please! (laughs) Uh, But yeah, next time, uh, I believe we have two more uh, Exiles episodes with Judd Winnick as the writer. But he's going to start wrapping up his initial runs. We have a few one-shots that oh, we're okay. going to be covering. So more emotional stuff. Which emotions. But you know what I have emotions over? What? Trials of the Multiverse. Oh, man. This week, we have uh, three worlds to put on. We've got our uh, Days of Future Past-esque universe. We've David. got our uh, Earth 1016, which is the Namor versus Doom. And then we'll put on Earth 12, since we got an introduction to it. Yeah. Which is Mimic's home universe. Yep. Sounds good. And so we'll start off with Earth 2600, which is Days of Future Past. Ask. Past Harder. Yes. And... I don't know. What do you think? Well... Uh, is it a top, middle, or lower? Then I'll start reading from there. Well, we should find something to compare it to. Uh, like, it's the last time one. we had a sort of post-apocalyptic universe like that might have been the uh, Gladiators versus Galactus. Yeah. Scrolldiators. Scrolldiators. Let's see if I can figure out what that one is. I think that was closer to the top because we both really liked that yeah, one. Yeah, we did like that one. Yes, here we go. Or five six nine two scroll gladiators. That is number seven. Now, not as that anywhere near as good, I would say. Yeah, no, scroll gladiators was a really good story, and this one was. We got to see the evil uh, 
Weapon X. Yeah, it's nowhere near that. I, I think we may need to drop this down quite a bit lower. Yep. Uh, alpha versus Alpha Fly, if we want to just keep going with the whole... Uh, yeah, I think that might be a better area to find something around it. Uh, it's lower than Hulk versus Alpha Flight, definitely. Yes, I agree. Uh, Evil Professor X. Uh, Evil Professor X was definitely more interesting. I would also agree. Wolverine raising a piece of shit. A.K.A. Dakin. <sighs> for the Father's Day special. Uh, I like that Sabretooth is raising David here. So I'll, I'm up for putting this right above Wolverine raises a piece of shit. So it'd be below Wolverine hibernating. We mm -hmm. like it better than hibernating Wolverine? No, Wolverine hibernating is a simpler idea. Okay. So that will be in the number 30, new number 37 spot. Okay. In between Wolverine sleeping and Dakin sucks at life. Oh, Dakin. You are the worst. Uh, everyone's scared that he might be the new Hulk. Did you hear that scary rumor? That's dumb. It's Amadeus Cho. Well, everyone's hoping it's Amadeus Cho. It's because you can't see something, apparently, with the new Hulk's arm. And apparently, Dakin lost his arm. That's dumb. In what's it called? He's one of the many people that are rumored. There IGN, like... did, IGN did, like, a list of, like, ten people who it could be. Amadeus Cho, they say, is the most likely and the one that they're hoping for. Yeah. And it's also the one I hope for. Because, I mean, it's Pac back on that book, right? Yeah. Um, and their comment was, was, like, it wouldn't make sense for Dakin, but yeah. they were just throwing out the arm... Connection. That's that's the okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Amadeus Cho was a super genius. He's the seventh smartest person in the Marvel universe uh, on Earth, and uh, he was a sidekick of Hercules. He was the Hulk's biggest fan. Basically, guys, you know that great meme of cool story, bro, of Hercules giving the thumbs up. That was to Amadeus Cho. Yeah, if you have not read uh, the Greg Pak and Fred Van Lente. Herc run, well, uh, the Incredible Hercules. Yeah. Because the Herc, just yeah, H-E-R-C, was much more mixed. Yeah. Uh, but Incredible Hercules is fantastic comics. Recommended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so up next we have I Cover the Waterfront, Doom versus Namor. Yes. Well, we can go into some more Doom-esque territory. Mm-hmm. Black Widow, Thor, that took place in Latveria. Or we could go into the other Doom territory. What if Doom is a pediatrician? Ooh, uh, let's uh, put it around Doom pediatrician. Okay, what number was that? I just saw it. There we go. That would be number 30. Right above that, that right below that, though, we have Evil Professor X. Really Evil Professor X. I put the bold on there for a reason, Devin. Then we have Howard the Canary below that. Okay, I like it more than Howard the Canary, and I like it more than Really Evil Professor X. Do we like it better than Dr. Doom Pediatrician? No. Okay. So... In that case, it is going in at the new number 31 slot. And for our last one, we have Earth-12, which is Mimic's homeworld, which is a... Perfect place. Well, not perfect, because they still need superheroes, but... It's a world where there's not really the hate and fear and intolerance. I know how we can refer to this little place. Dulock from Shrek. Dulock is a perfect place. But their green woman is not shoved into a tower. That's true. Mm -hmm. Well, let me know. We'll just call it Mimic's world.
Mimic didn't ever mention a Hulk in his universe, if you think about it, though. <laughs> but he was on the cover of uh, News Times. That was oh, that's true. Damn, yeah. right. Yeah. I win! Damn, you do. Okay. So, do we have any other, like, sort of perfect universes? Um, well, yeah, we obviously have a perfect universe. Earth 96282. What if J. Jonah James ended up as Spider-Man? Okay, it's it's not that good. But, uh... Um, for, like, perfect universes... I guess Identity Wars would be kind of a perfect universe. Yeah. In disguise. Uh, what do we have right under Identity Wars? Uh, what if Punisher was a stern, fatherly type... I did love that one. Yeah, uh, it's not that good. Doom Sorcerer Supreme is underneath that. Ah, uh, Doom Sorcerer Supreme was definitely hampered by the art. It was. So I'm fine putting this under fatherly figure if you are. Yep. Okay, so that's going to be our... The new number 14 slot. Mimic's World. What if Punisher was stern? And right above, Doom Sorcerer Supreme. Wunderbar. And speaking of Doom Sorcerer Supreme, you can all tune in next time for what next What If special, where we'll be doing a magic-based episode. One yeah. of which will be Tony Stark, Sorcerer Supreme, which I'm actually kind of interested in that, seeing how he kind of hates magic. Mm -hmm. And we'll also be having What If Daredevil Was the Apprentice of Doctor Strange. Yes. Both so, of those could be great. Yeah, I'm, I am excited about our magic special, and we may do something where we cover the new Marvel titles that are announced, but literally every oh, yeah. other website has got that sort of thing covered. Well, we can say the, like our opinion for it. Yeah. So I do that. I, I would do one of those. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We will uh, see you next week. Uh, Multiversal Q uh, is posted normally on Sundays unless things happen. Mostly if I forget to do things and... I'm out of the country. And shame happens. Yeah, and I'm out of the country without Wi-Fi. Yeah. It was nice without Wi-Fi. I bet. Mm -hmm. I, and I... we have... You can find us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, we're on Facebook. You can email us at multiversalq at gmail.com. You can visit our website where you can see the Trials of the Multiverse chart. Yes. That's at multiversalq.com. Mm -hmm. We're on Twitter at multiversalq. And you can find me personally at Fred Ofet. And I'm on at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And we will see you next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.